0: Well, what do you think, Mr. Darrell? I'm sorry, Mr. Kincaid, but naturally, I have to look over the fine print. After all, we both agreed that I reckon will gross millions. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. I said it was a cute little tune, and may- maybe it had a chance. It was the washroom attendant who said it would make a million. Well, this looks okay. Of course, my mother is the one who will have to sign it. However, there are some legal points I'd like to go over.
1: (sighs) How old is he?
0: Ten. Why?
1: I keep getting this funny feeling that
0: I'm dealing with a 40 year old midget. Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson wants a reminder that this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, a community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or are looking to sell or lease your property in the Bay Area, check out their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on how they can best help you. That's frontporchrealtygroup.com, frontporchrealtygroup.com. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we continue our look at this week in TV history. And as Tony mentioned at the top of the program, when we first sat down to record this segment, we were going to talk about something else, but because life is what happens when you're busy making plans, we are talking instead about the passings of Russell Johnson and now Dave Madden to two pieces of you know, our, our childhoods for people who grew up watching television from the 60s and 70s and two iconic characters in the pantheon of TV history. And it's interesting um, because uh, I mentioned this both on, I think, I, I know I mentioned this off the mic, I know I mentioned this on Facebook, I don't know whether I mentioned this on the program, Because we chatted with Shirley Jones last year, I got into a Partridge family phase again. And as a result, I watched a lot of Dave Madden, and I read a lot about Dave Madden. And I actually wanted to look up Dave Madden, and I never got around to approaching him. However, um, he did a number of interviews for his book, Ruben on Rye, W-R-Y, yeah. <laughs> Ruben on Rye, where he talks about not only his work on Partridge, but also his work in stand-up and his work on laughing, And, again interesting guy he was actually one of the few other than Shirley Jones and David Cassidy he was actually one of the few uh actors on that show with a musical background but he was never utilized that way but uh, uh, Dave Madden performed folk was a folk singer in the 60s
1: didn't know that yeah no did not know that either that that is odd because he he was associated his two big shows were shows that centered around you know music or variety
0: yeah uh, there is a clip on YouTube of him uh, performing on the Hollywood Palace. He was also a magician early in his career, and he actually incorporated magic as part of his stand-up act that he did in the late 60s, including a bit that he did on the Hollywood Palace where he, he performs a variation of The Milk Trick. What I remember, and you'll and you'll see this if you look up the clip, he does like his six or seven minutes. He removes the microphones from the stand. He holds the microphone in one hand. He leans on the stand
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the rest for the for the duration of his bit. And you keep hope the stand doesn't fall on him because he act- he throws his. I mean, Dave was a big guy. Yeah, Dave was a big guy, but uh, he, he does the entire routine. you know, leaning on the microphone stand.
1: His uh, sense of comedic timing, I mean, was invaluable. What Stuff you- that he would do on television, especially The Partridge Family. But he also was able to work with Danny Bonaducci Many of the episodes was... The, really, it was the, be, two the two of them. In, in that respect,
0: was, they became the show.
1: They became the show. How old was Danny Bonaducci <sighs> at the time? He was about 10. Nine he, or 10. Yeah. And yeah, Dave Madden was just, you know, in the audition phase and all that, they noticed that the two of them were developing this banter. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, Danny... Would be a kid who speaks like an adult and had an incredible wit and timing and worked with a, you know, a polished comedian. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they could do this shtick together and just bounce off of each other, people saw this as gold. And it really was, I think, the key ingredient to the success of the show. That and, you know, David Cassidy being a heartthrob.
0: Yeah. Dave Madden talks about this in his book, Ruben on Rye. The second year, the early scripts. They developed that. You know, there are a lot of scenes between Reuben and Danny, but because David Cassidy was exploding as a teeny bopper heartthrob, mm-hmm. so they would take some of the bits that were originally intended for Reuben and Danny and they would give some of Reuben's lines to Keith because they wanted to take advantage that yeah. they had good-looking guys. And it was one of those things that, and he says he, he says this in the book, if I didn't know that was the case, it wouldn't have bothered me, but... But I, he understood why they did it, but he kind of wished that they kind of, mm-hmm. because it would have been more time for him.
1: And uh, a lot of times you have people who have a background in comedy yeah. and then you put them in a situation and they're good for the joke and that's all they're good for. Here you have a guy who, who comes into the show, not only is he, is basically he is the father figure to all the kids on the show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe you would see him, uh, yeah, even, even to the older kids who, who, who address them by his first name. Right. So, uh, you know, to uh, Laurie and Keith, he was Reuben, everybody else, he was uh, Mr. Kincaid. But he was this father figure who, even though you had, uh, you know, the show was about a widower, I mean, a widow, uh, you know, who joins the kids band, which, very plausible. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the fact that he comes in and he has this, you know, that he could come in and have a scene where he is just giving the fatherly advice. Ooh and there is no joke, there is no punchline, yeah. there is no... Or to give advice, a bachelor giving advice to the mother on child-rearing when it comes to her not understanding her son's needs or wants, and he could come in and have a great right. moment with Shirley Jones right. about I letting think, Keith... I, think, I he, think
0: the one you're thinking of is the one where Keith wants to move into his own yeah. apartment.
1: And, and, and having to... You know, basically advocate for you know he needs to grow, he needs to you know you, he needs to spread his wings, sort of a uh, speech, and, he and all to but, have that moment.
0: And all but says, "Let him do it." I'm willing to bet within two months he'll want to move back in, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, which is, if I may, the perception, especially when you read write ups about the show, is that Ruben was bumbling. Yeah, if you if you watch the first the first year in particular. Ruben did a lot of things that managers are supposed to do. He was actually very competent. Yeah. He may have gotten them a lot of gigs, you know, in Santa whatever the name of the town was. San It was a made-up name, but yeah. uh, that was because the network didn't like the fact that they were actually on the road all the time. But that's mm-hmm. but the first year especially Ruben did a lot of things that, like the 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 tomato juice episode mm-hmm. where they find out that a skunk has sprayed them and yeah. As soon as Ruben makes the crack about how horrible they smell, he's immediate, He's the one who thinks of the tomato juice. You yeah. know, there's, there's something about the chemicals that make up tomato juice that counteract the smell of a skunk. And so that's what managers do. They solve problems. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, in the pilot, the first time we meet Ruben, he doesn't want to have a thing to do with this family rock and roll band, and he's uncomfortable around the kids initially. Exactly. Well, yeah, and that was sort of a running gag throughout. That was a, that was sort of a running gag throughout
1: the show. And the uh, in the pilot episode, when uh, and you have to also imagine the time, Danny has the recording of the band, and the you know this is a. Tape player. I'm looking at a laptop, and you have the uh, identical laptop. Yeah. It is basically this recorder is the size of your laptop yeah. stacked on my yeah. laptop it's with a two sh- more stacked on top. It's real to real. It's a real to real. It's a it was like portable real to real. And Danny brings Which it is into almost the- as
0: large as Danny at the time because <laughs> I, mean, I think the pilot. I think Danny was maybe eight years old.
1: he yeah. shot the pilot and you know and you you carry it like a briefcase yeah. and the scene. Has Danny going into a men's room, which you don't see yes. on TV, and he actually is knocking on the stalls. <laughs> and Mister Kincaid, what you know, and then turns the thing on and then shoves it under the door. And you know he has to have a uh, you know his sister stay outside, yes. and then the music is playing in the men's room, and you just see all the men standing up, look peering down over the doorway, which. First of all, uh, visually, it was a very funny scene. I imagine there were a dozen standards and practices people, you know, it's a, you know because they're actually all the guys are in the stalls, Yes. and uh, you know. But his reaction to Danny, his his double takes, his panning, yeah, and and of course he had he he kind of had that hangdog look to him. Anyway,
0: at least well, he, I, th- could, I think he, he, could, he, he could really contort- banked on it in yeah. the
1: laughing era because you know he was famous for just being so unamused and throwing the confetti in the air mm. in the opening when he was part of that ensemble that he could play you know so
0: which which is inter- yeah. which is interesting because according to Dave Madden it came down to him and Dave Ketchum Dave Ketchum A- Asian thirteen on mm, Get, Get Smart, Smart huh. yeah for Reuben Kincaid. and I can see. And, and Dave Ketchum actually did a guest shot in one of the. It, it was the it was the women's lib episode, which was the show that they introduced. I think I love you, if I remember correctly. Okay. And Dave Ketchum, I think, would have been a good Reuben Kincaid, but it just would have been a completely different. Different.
1: Vibe. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it would have had a very different hit. I mean, he he was a Dave Madden was a good fit with that. We mm.
0: mentioned the tomato juice episode. There are two other. Moments, Ruben moments that, I uh, want to mention. You, you talked about how a lot of times Ruben was able, there, there, there were moments where Ruben was able to provide fatherly advice in a way mm-hmm. that Shirley could not. Yeah. Uh, I forget whether it was the third year or the fourth year, but there, there was an episode where, where Keith was, uh, Keith got an opportunity to do a screen test. And Keith was kind of reluctant to do it at first but uh, because oh my god I got dialogue it, it's just I'm not an actor mm-hmm. but he embraced the idea and it got to the point where he really wanted to do it and then the the first act and he gets the job and then in the second act Keith's getting ready to the, the, the family throws a big Congratulation party for him and Keith gets a phone call and it's Ruben and Ruben says, I want to, I've got something I want to talk to you about. And Ruben, ha- Ruben has to break the news that the studio changed their mind. They wanted to go with a more established actor. And that was a good, that was, mm-hmm. a, that was a good scene. That was a good, that was a good moment for Dave and that was a good moment for the show.
1: Oh yeah. He could, there's something that was very genuine yeah, I mean, uh, he, about him. Yeah.
0: He, he broke it with compassion. You I mean, Ruben, Ruben couldn't have easily been a cliche. You know, uh, but, uh, he, he gave, he gave the character a, a humanity. Again, yeah. wonderful actor, well developed character. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think it's also important j- just a little behind the scenes stuff. You know, he really looked out for Danny Bonaducci at that time. Uh, so did Shirley Jones. Yes, because but
0: d- Danny came from a screwed up, yeah, up Danny
1: was being, you know, let's say abused by his dad, who, Joseph Bonaducci, who was a writer on All in the Family and, and, uh,
0: and, and Danny would sometimes spend weekends either. Sometimes he would spend the weekend at Shirley Jones's house. Yeah. and Sometimes he would spend the weekend at Dave Madden's house on, in, uh, was, yeah. in Santa Monica or on the beach. Yeah. In, in Malibu. But, uh, which is another interesting thing because, and again, we can easily do an hour on Danny Bonaducci, but Danny Bonaducci is a great storyteller, great rack raconte- and Danny Bonaducci em- embraces the, the adage, never let the truth get in the way of a good story.
1: Yeah.
0: And Bonaducci would s- say things like, Dave taught me how to smoke, he taught me how to drink, he taught <laughs> me how to play cards. In Dave's, in Ruben on Ride, Dave said, I spent time with Danny. I looked after Danny. I never, I would never think of doing that with a kid, you know. But, uh, so he said, I don't know where he came up with this stuff, but that's not what happened.
1: But, yeah. I believe, uh, Danny also credits him for, uh, teaching him how to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, would be cool. But may-
0: <laughs> maybe not at nine years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know,
1: you do, you do hear those stories, you know, the paternal, the, the patriarchal figure yeah. on the show. Does actually take some of those roles. I've heard that about Tom Bosley, mm-hmm. Ed O'Neill, you know, that, you know, though, sometimes, you know, those are the go-to people.
0: But what I like about the essence of, you know, that story is that it's it, it speaks to the fact that many of the cast members, they, they were not only a professional family, they became an extended family to each other. Yeah. And to this day Bonaducci was was, you know, I mean the Bonaducci was 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 close to Dave Madden up until up until his passing. You can now purchase t shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the T V confidential logo from the official T V Confidential merchandise shop. For more information go to televisionconfidential.com dot com forward slash merchandise or Cafepress dot com forward slash T V Confidential